0: Breadheads, what's up? (laughs) What the fuck is going on, (laughs) dude? Oh damn. This is a chopped and screwed (laughs) remix of the intro happening here. I clicked on loop by
1: accident. Do we keep this in? It's kind of funny. I think we
0: keep this in. That's a pretty unique intro.
1: One for the books. Okay. We have to round it back three times for rel style.
0: Yeah, we're we're rolling die. This is this is live. Dude, I had a weird moment today where I remembered that Pharrell is the creative director of Louis V. And I just, it just kind of came through my mind. And I just thought, that's kind of weird. And does anybody care? No, one cares. no it, one cares. It used to be so much better when
1: we had a creative director who would like post every day on Instagram like 50 times. You know what I mean? Because then I mean, you could really yeah. see what was going on behind the clo- the closed doors of LV
0: yeah, that's actually what it was, Eric. Is that Pharrell doesn't participate in like the dialogue with on like online social media? Yeah, exactly. He does. He have nothing to say, or do you think he's just a private man?
1: It's it's hard to say. Probably both. I don't know. He seems like a, just a quiet guy. You know, like mm. Virgil was like so outspoken and always had some something to share. I think that was the most important thing. Like, Pharrell feels mm-hmm. like he has nothing to share ever. He's just like a private, closed blo- book kind of guy. Closed bloke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> closed bloke. He, so if you have nothing to share and you're really quiet, that means you cannot be creative nor direct. Because to be creative and to direct means to be actively making things and all, then also putting them in front of other people. <laughs>
1: Yes. But I guess that's like, this. this comes as no surprise because right from the beginning, we were like, really Pharrell? Like you're going to give the job to a, a rapper who mm-hmm. hasn't designed any clothing really? Like maybe some merch here and there or whatever, but maybe involved with BBC, <laughs> like mm-hmm. Boys Club." but I don't know. Outside of that, it's like the same, a real thing, you know? Mm-hmm. He's, he's not the guy for the job. It says more about us as consumers than than anything else, really, you know?
0: That's true. If you're hating on the decision to make him creative director, you're really hating on yourself because we are <laughs> what made that decision a, like a viable one to the business. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Everyone's looking at it being like, wow, that's that's interesting. I bet he's good at his job. <laughs> People just mm-hmm. assume that he's gonna be good at it, but I don't know. It's kind of weak so far. I only remember the first show and has anything even happened since then? I literally have
0: no clue. I have no clue. Is anyone really good at their job though? Because <laughs> I think about your average sandwich artist or just average cog in the corporate wheel in general, Eric. And mm-hmm. unless you if if you work for somebody else, whether that is the the man paying you 7 dollars for your sandwich or the the man up top of whatever company, you're not really You can't be good at your job because you're being told what to do by someone else. So there's always going to be information lost in translation. Hmm. You can never be really good at it.
1: I guess so. Obviously, Ty, there's one exception to this. Sandwich artists. How good are sandwich artists supposed to be? You know what I mean? Because they're taking direct orders from you the entire time. So does that mean they're good at their job or bad at their job? They're doing their job by making your sandwich.
0: (laughs) That's a really good point. I feel like They would be better at their job if they called the shots. I think that's at the end of the day, like there's this principle around energy transfer where you always lose a little bit of energy whenever you move it. It's like in physics or whatever. I don't know. I'm an arts Mm -hmm. major, but I think it's the same thing with communication where a little bit of context or a little bit of intention is lost when you condense a thought verbalize it and then share it with someone else who then has to upload it to their brain and then perform an action based off of it. That's a lot of Mm -hmm. moments for like context loss. It's like when you Mm -hmm. take your wave file and compress it.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like if I'm airdropping you like a MP3 file, it's not going to be the same as when I was listening to it, right? It's going to be one nanobyte of a difference. And do that enough times. And now I have pickles on my sandwich. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Like there's a surprising amount of compression happening between my, what my tongue wants and what the sandwich artist is doing with their hands from Mm -hmm. tongue to hand.
1: (laughs) So it begs the question, Ty, what is the sandwich artist responsible for? Because I think we can probably create a new job title based on what their actual responsibilities are. It's like, The only reason they exist is so that I, as a customer, don't touch the buckets myself. Like, Mm -hmm. we can't control, we can't have a buffet-style Subway restaurant because people will ruin it for everyone by being dirty and, you know, being unsanitary. So maybe we should rename the sandwich artist to be, like, sanitation associate or something. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm thinking like like bucket bouncer, you know. Yeah. Just they handle bucket the door, bouncer. make sure the right people are putting their hands in there.
1: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Glove, glove aficionado, or something.
0: Hmm. They're they're almost more of a delivery person than anything. If you think about it, you order something on Amazon, or perhaps you shop on Essence and. It's someone else's responsibility after you declare your order to prepare it with their hands, package it, and then get it to you. So sandwich artists kind of fulfill that job, <laughs> but in a smaller context. they They're kind of just delivery drivers,
1: yeah, or logistics and fulfillment experts. Mm-hmm. So it's like
0: I think they could yeah. be
1: working at a warehouse and, and apply the exact same skills like at a warehouse you like receive some kind of message whether it's like on a device or other of like things you need to pack into a box and you like go okay i'm gonna go look for those things put them in the box box is a synonym for bun in this case (laughs) you close it up you wrap the box okay and then you put it on another conveyor belt for it to go to its next destination
0: that's literally what sandwich artists do (laughs) Dude, it's crazy how similar that is. So they really are fulfillment associates <laughs> yeah. at, at best.
1: Mm-hmm. This distribution center clerks, I guess. Mm-hmm. What are they called? I don't, know.
0: Uh, I, don't, I don't even know. The job is so far removed from my daily life as a podcaster <laughs> yeah. that I struggle to even find the words. Yeah, dude.
1: That's
0: a good point. So, okay. Imagine this, Eric. At Subway, they always have, you know how they've introduced this new like pickup area? There's like a pickup station now in every single restaurant and it has the words pickup and some sort of like stickers all over the walls. Mm-hmm. So, Subway's been piloting this as well. What if you had like a foot long like box that's kind of like a ni- little bit nicer wrapping? And they lay the sandwich in there, put a little bow on it, and then an actual delivery driver came and got it. And you could like gift that at Christmas, you know? <laughs> in the same way that like you, a single rose would come in a box. But instead you're sending a, your loved one or your... It is cuffing season, mm-hmm. so maybe a, a future boo thing, just a foot long in the mail. <laughs> foot long in a box? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there should totally be like... <laughs> get... <laughs>
0: that's a throwback
1: yeah there is a there should be an option tie when you check out to include gift wrapping it's like would you Mm -hmm. like is this a gift question mark and it's like you click yes and then that's what that's what like upgrades it from the compostable wrapping paper to Mm -hmm. maybe a compostable box with a little window in it so you can see that there's a steaming footlong in there And then a nice little green and yellow bow.
0: (laughs) Dude, the branding is so obvious for this gift wrapping that AI could generate it perfectly. Like it's obviously the very thin cardboard that's practically paper that you get Mm -hmm. like when you buy a hot dog at a stadium. Yeah, And then but it's like probably green and the bow is obviously (laughs) yellow or invert those. It doesn't matter.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I think also the cookies come in a similar box type, They're like a very thin box with the window. Like I think the window is like actually a defining mm. characteristic of like a food like delivery uh, item. You know what I mean? You always want to mm. see what's inside.
0: Yeah. you want you, Okay. But if you were to put a little window on the subway gift box, do you put it on top like the face of it so you can see the bread <laughs> or do you put it on the side for a little cross section?
1: I love the cross section idea. That's a good one. Dude, you need the cross section, but you also need the bun. Maybe it's kind of like a convertible. Where it's like you get like mm. it's like the Tesla windshield that goes I was gonna say, seamlessly yeah, the into the <laughs> glass ceiling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perfect. Wow. I need a little bit of both.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think I agree with that. I want I want I want a 360-degree view of my foot long before I unwrap it, you know. Really get the get the taste buds popping. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: dude, get get me wet and ready for that footlong
0: Ooh. dude i went to subway last night no the night before i'm sorry uh i went to subway
1: dude last night uh, it was a whole different story but we'll get to that
0: for sure we'll get into that <laughs> i was a lonely the the, the lonely footlong enjoyer <laughs> because boo was out for the night and your, your boy was starving marvin so I waddled my fat ass up the street to the subway for dinner. Uh, a strange move, I know. But I know we needed some content for this podcast. So it's my first <laughs> time ever eating subway for dinner alone, I think. Oh, my God. Wow. We've, we've come in close
1: contact with a similar uh, situation recently. But I think we avoided it. I think you like opted out or something, right? So this was just mm-hmm. like a lingering desire that you weren't able to
0: squash. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's a suppressed desire. Yeah. So the, the funny thing about being a single guy eating dinner at Subway is when you walk in, there's no one around at dinner. It's empty in there. No one's well, going you there. For, you ate in there for lunch
1: or dinner. Sorry, hey,
0: I did. I just, oh my God. I'm going to eat in. <laughs> if dude, gonna, I feel bad I, for you. Hey, hear me, hear me out. <laughs> if you're going to pay for the meal, you should probably take advantage of all of the, like, I guess bonuses that come with the food. So use as many napkins as you want. Have a cup of water on them. Flush their toilet a few times. You know? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Why exactly? Why would you do Just this? Like, to maximize money spent on the meal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like you're not getting your
1: money's worth if you simply eat and leave. Like, you have to, like, <laughs> abuse the fountain machine, the drink mm-hmm. fountain. You have to take up some space in their garbage can. Like, you have to just make your presence a little bit more
0: known. Yeah, for sure. I'm, like, downloading. Ruffle my- a few chip bags. <laughs> Use some of their, ba- or their Wi-Fi bandwidth. <laughs> okay, so it's usually pretty empty in there, Eric, because it's dinner time. And who the hell is eating Subway for dinner? Like, they honestly should just close for dinner. I don't know why people would want to eat that for dinner. It's a lunch food.
1: It really is. But you know what, Ty? They it's like that meme where um it's like they don't know I'm a I'm secretly a subway podcaster. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. that's what the sandwich artists are thinking. It's like, who is that loser over there eating by himself? <laughs> it's
0: mm-hmm. like they don't Total. know how I
1: actually podcast about this place twice yeah, a week. Yeah, they don't
0: know I'm taking taking detailed notes, but if you think about every restaurant that you've ever been to for dinner, the closest they will ever get to offering a sandwich on the menu is a hamburger. <laughs> Why'd so you say it like that? a hamburger <laughs> a hamburger i thought i said it normally but so it would make sense for subway to pivot the model after 5 p.m. and start offering hamburger footlong smash patties smash patties they they could literally just take the meatball step on it and they got ourselves a dinner menu yeah
1: oh yeah you're you're absolutely right about this time do you think, like, most people feel shame when they go go to the subway
0: uh,
1: after dark for dinner? And so they, like, probably just, like, take it to go? Like, is that why you didn't see anyone?
0: Oh, that's probably it. Honestly, they should feel shame. I felt shame. Everybody that's in there feels shame
1: for whether they're working or patroning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it's open. So you would assume that it is frequented enough outside of the lunch hour for it to, like, justify being open especially the 24 hour subways actually mm-hmm. do you think like the the accepted acceptance for subway kind of comes and goes in waves like high tide and low tide like noon is high tide that's like the most accessible time to go to subway and then it goes down and then it's like dinner time it's low tide right but then as soon as it's like two in the morning you're back up to high tide again it's like let's fucking run it back <laughs> mm-hmm. you know 2 a.m sub sounds fucking awesome
0: oh dude once we're on demon time all meals open up, you know? It's yep. all the, like between one in the morning and five in the morning, because there is no socially aligned upon meal that's <laughs> appropriate at that time, all mm-hmm. meals are go. It's like purgatory
1: for food. Well, you know what, Ty? We, it's because we don't have big breakfast, <laughs> like peddling like a certain meal type for that time of day. There's not enough of a market there. It's really only like 19 to... 27-year-olds who are eating Mm -hmm. after midnight. But like, for example, we have like cereal being pushed to us early on in the day. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing after dark where it's like big corporations are telling us like this is what you're supposed to be eating
0: after midnight. Yeah, there's clearly a market. Everyone I know has craved a midnight meal. Here's what I think should happen, Eric. When Because there's no set standard for what to eat, we should protect that Abundance of options at all cost, and I would like a player like Whole Foods to move into the midnight meal market and just Mm -hmm. unlock the buffet in the like like the salad bar buffet section of Whole Foods, the hot food, and Mm -hmm. let people go to town in there all night. Because then you could get like a little bit of fettuccine and maybe Mm -hmm. like some quinoa and what I don't know, whatever you feel like. Mm -hmm. Because there is no rules. You could you could get scrambled eggs. You could get anything.
1: Yeah, I think you're right because like any business open that late needs additional security, especially if Mm -hmm. there's like valuable stuff inside. I don't think like most fast food places have security because like what are you going to steal like a handful of lettuce? (laughs) Like you're not going to like leave with anything good, but for a grocery store to be open late where there might be an increase in crime, maybe drunk teenagers coming in and like breaking shit or like stealing stuff. You probably need to hire some extra muscle, you know, a real yeah, probably bucket bouncer.
0: I was just going to say that is the one downside is you'll need a bucket bouncer. Uh, maybe it isn't grocery stores. I was just thinking that some offer like the hot food, build your own, charged by the weight cardboard box vibe. It would be nice. But it could be just a, bu- a brand new buffet concept, late night buffet. People would totally go for that. But you would need. A full like full army of bucket bouncers to keep the slimy, (laughs) like beer stained college kids, (laughs) keeping their grubby fingers out of there.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need people to make sure the spoons are in the right place. You know, Mm -hmm. because you can't have someone mixing the chicken alfredo spoon with the meatball marinara spoon. It's just no cause for disaster. Crossing
0: wires like that's a liability for (laughs) sure. (laughs) You're
1: gonna short circuit your (laughs) stomach.
0: Okay, so I'm walking in a subway. It's empty, but it's not fully empty. Eric, there's already one, maybe two, token single men eating their <laughs> footlongs at their tables. I think there's just one other guy, one other guy. And as I walk in the mo- walk in this restaurant, I immediately engage eye contact with the one other single guy in there. <laughs> and we <laughs> how'd, both- you, how'd you know us here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, caught you. <laughs> yeah, busted. We both do this very strange rigmarole, Eric, uh, where we lock eye contact and both give each other a subtle nod. Like, we know why we're both here.
1: <laughs> ball, the old ball and chain is out of town.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a strange salute if of sorts. Mm-hmm. A dog whistle. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Uh, respect. I was just respectfully, like, just keeping each other quiet, you know, almost uh, like a salute mm-hmm. of silence.
1: Mm-hmm. exactly. Wow. So what did you get?
0: Yeah, dude, great question. I just kind of like <laughs> fucking ran it through the garden. Couple couple dollops of marinara sauce, ate it in. Yeah. I asked about the footlong cookie, no bueno. They didn't even know what it was.
1: That's the biggest miss right there. The fact that they don't even know what it is. Like when mm-hmm. do you think the last time is they checked their work email?
0: Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't even know if they have a work email. This is the third episode we've talked about the footlong cookie. And for an employee on the inside to have not even heard of it makes no sense to me. Mm -hmm. What are they doing over there?
1: I mean, to be fair, we're probably getting paid more by Subway than (laughs) all other (laughs) sandwich artists. That's for sure. So we might be just ahead of the curve on that one.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, our commission splits a bit better than most artists.
1: Hmm. Okay, Ty. We have to talk about not uh, Wednesday's dinner, but Thursday's dinner. Oh, which yes, Which is much yes. more exciting. Um, speaking of like eating certain foods at the wrong time of day, I think it fully relates to what we had, what we had shared uh yesterday. Do you want to do the honors of?
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Of course, it? of course. First seating, five thirty p.m. at Blue Chip Restaurant, in Vancouver. Kiss a tanto. We basically broke down the door trying to get in so he could get that first seating the the head Michelin star chef had to come out and man, manage us but I cannot be managed Eric I cannot be managed <laughs> in this spot place
1: <laughs> yeah dude Ty went on a Kanye style rant in order to get a table ahead of some reservation holders I'm guessing because mm-hmm. there was a line mm-hmm. of people oh, yeah. but we had just entered the line at the beginning because one of our friends had spoken to the spoken to the manager.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn. So yeah, You're we got in right away. you in your way in. feels
1: really good. Yeah. I mean, we should always be sending a girl to do that kind of thing. Like if mm-hmm. one of us was like, yo, bro, got any room for four? No rezo. Like we're getting turned down. That's, there's no question.
0: Dude, this is the biggest problem. Is nobody wants men anywhere. There's nowhere <laughs> left for us to go. <laughs> anywhere that they're that a man w- a man wants to go. There's already too many men there. <laughs> exactly.
1: There's there's always too many men. That's the problem, Ty. Mm-hmm. And there's never ever too few men. That's unless you're at war. <laughs> That's the only thing. I was gonna
0: say like <laughs> this is one of the benefits of war historically <laughs> is to call the men,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. give men a reason to be <laughs> mm-hmm. around each other. In, time, yeah.
0: in times of security and safety and plenty and abundance, we just have too many too many men. what's the Lonely or the Flight of the Concord song too many dudes with too many dicks (laughs) hard to meet tricks (laughs) Mm -hmm. anyways we get inside Kisadanto get seated our server totally a career server the way he was managing the sparkling water was practically like an art form Mm -hmm. masterful yeah he lays down the specials and then he drops some words that Eric and I could not resist our Um, ears perked up so hard when Mm -hmm. we we heard these words we uh we had to
1: like deliberate we had to be like you know the jury needs a minute to to talk this over
0: this is a lot of information yeah absolutely and the words the server said that we couldn't resist were uh 90 (laughs) dollar (laughs) omelet
1: well they didn't come out exactly verbatim but he did describe a french style omelette cooked with some i think a pecorino sauce some black Mm -hmm. pepper a miso butter Mm -hmm. and four grams of shaved truffle just all over (laughs) i think he said something like that just all over the top Mm
0: -hmm. and then white
1: truffle too and then under his breath tie he muttered and that one's 90 (laughs) (laughs) dollars." and i was like i didn't hear him i was like did i hear 90 i was like so unsure if he was actually telling if he actually said 90 but then it turns out you heard the same thing and then I was like, "Oh fuck, it's really a 9 dollar mm-hmm. omelet." How many eggs do you put in that?
0: <laughs> oh, well, it was a pretty big omelet. Yeah, spoiler like, we ordered it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: 3 3 eggs max. Like maybe I, three small ones. Or two Yeah, Jenga I think ones. they're
0: they're they're medium to single a large. You know? They're not we're not hitting triple A large here.
1: That's for sure. Yeah, dude. So we ordered the omelette. This is obviously after this is the main course, by the way. This is after we got started with some deep fried olives, some carne crudo. I've been in my crudo bag lately. I think every place I go, I order that. Obviously, Ty was sitting there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was Uh, salivating the whole time. (laughs) Oh, it just sounds like a like a wrestler name. (laughs) Carnage crudo.
1: (laughs) I mean, that thing was carnage because that was the most thickly diced like crudo I've ever had and the finest dusting of parmigiano on top. Mm, A
0: beautiful contrast.
1: Yeah, it really was. Okay, so we got that out of the way. Ty was waiting patiently for me to wolf down all these raw meats before the Mm -hmm. main event came. But when it pulled up, Ty, it, it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen.
0: The omelet, yes, it was. Yeah, dude, it had like the like the skin surface of a baby, a baby child. <laughs> you know, it was perfect skin, not not a not a pore in sight.
1: Dude, it was the smoothest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. I think they probably like they had to have like filled in any gaps that were there, mm-hmm. or just like made it like four times and then use the fourth one. Maybe that's yeah, why they give those so
0: chickens Botox. Yeah
1: do those chickens like i need to know what kind of chicken produced that omelet you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. obviously a free range right but how big is the range like where where are these chickens running to and from epstein's island (laughs) damn it's really free over there yeah dude these these chickens have
0: an expense account that's what i'm saying dude these they they must if they can afford to hang out with the these other ingredients like that truffle there was so much truffle on that thing, dude, real truffle too that was that was real truffle, and it was the <laughs> strongest
1: truffle dish I've ever had in my life. I swear to God, like mm-hmm. quantity and like potency, you know,
0: yeah, but you know what? I've always felt that the truffle flavor profile was. A little too intense. It kind of consumes the most dishes that it's in, even in small quantities. But this is the first time that I was eating it, appreciating that potency and craving more of it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just with the pecorino had such a there was, there was such an umami flavor that came out of those two that like this is what I've been trying to create with my like garlic aioli and chipotle southwest combo. You know that umami. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, dude, I don't think anything like this is replicable unless we spend another $90. But looking back, Ty, at this photo I took, the truffle slices are layered up against each other almost exactly like a BMT. (laughs) It's Mm. like just perfectly stacked, just like in a a uniform line across the omelet. And I got to say, man, this thing, this thing is a sight to behold. (laughs) Like, wow, just insane.
0: I actually think the the plate, the in retrospect, looking at a picture of this omelet, it looks a little bit cursed to me because <laughs> okay, the color palette unnatural. It. You got this like big yellow burrito and then <laughs> brown truffle on top that is so like thinly shaved. It kind of looks like sliced ham from the deli. It
1: does have a yeah, it has a bit of ham, like of a look, you know? Yeah, but hammy. But okay, the the egg itself, how does one even achieve an egg so smooth and milky? It was smoother than my martini.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I, I, I've watched so many YouTube videos, as every man does, on how to cook the perfect Japanese omelet. Mm-hmm. And there's an art to it of like, you got to like spank the frying pan while you're cooking it. I don't know if you've seen this move where you like give it a little pat. Even whether it's a good pan or a bad pan, you got to give it a little spanking,
1: right, right. right. A little love tap to make sure it's a love uh, tap working. I get it. Give it a little wiggle and jiggle.
0: <laughs> There's some moves. You got to do some moves to get to get it there to turn an egg into that thing.
1: you know what? i can't I can't unsee a wet burrito now. <laughs> I just see like this yellow burrito, corn cornflower, perhaps sitting in like a pool of like what's it called pecorino sauce it's just mm-hmm. just fantastic ty i've been thinking about this Jeez. all fucking day today me too i cannot wait to
0: eat it again i'm gonna be at christmas parties this weekend and i'm gonna be like that meme where the guy's in the corner and i'm thinking he's thinking no one in this room knows that i ate a 90 dollar omelet
1: <laughs> yeah it's gonna be like you and bay laying in bed and she's gonna be like i wonder what he's thinking about <laughs> in your in your thought bubble it's just the like perfect omelet with truffle on it
0: Damn. Wow. Sometimes the side chick isn't even a chick, but in this case it kind (laughs) of is. It's a chicken. (laughs) Damn,
1: side chickens. Wow. (laughs) So Ty, I'm wondering now, now that we've like kind of broken down and deconstructed this thing, do you think it was worth $90? I wonder like what is the price breakdown of the ingredients here? Like what are we really paying for?
0: Right. Despite Biden's eggflation. (laughs) That, I think, was the cheapest ingredient in the dish tonight. The pecorino cheese, I don't know what the quantity was. I think they subsidized it a bit with heavy cream. But that was probably a, if it came straight from Tuscany, it's going to be a, I don't know. Are sheep rare? I don't know. (laughs) Pecorino comes from sheep, right?
1: (laughs) I think so. It's expensive. But I don't know if you need a lot of it to make a sauce. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's not it's not just like straight pecorino you're probably right they added maybe some kind of cream or a milk or maybe just like water even i'm not sure it was very like very watery i don't know yeah not not watery but it was like it was wet it
0: was a sauce (laughs) so dude i gotta i'm assuming that like gram for gram truffle is more expensive than most drugs so we gotta give it up to the truffle Uh, or perhaps it was you know that old age like idiom which is that you're not paying me for the time it took me to do it you're paying me for the time it took me to learn to do it
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i i think i totally agree with that but also probably the former as well because like if they in fact had to run it back a few times they might incorporate that into the cost of the item It's like, we know Mm. we will probably have to make 20 omelets for five customers tonight Mm. (laughs) because we're going to throw out 15 of them. Let's just factor that all in, you know, because there's no way that like four grams of truffle while it was the strongest truffle I've ever had. There's no way it's worth like $75 and then like $25
0: for the two eggs. There's like, there's, there's no way (laughs) for sure. I mean, there's also something about the allure of the price playing a brand role. Like, it doesn't cost a million dollars to make Pharrell's million-dollar bag, but the price tag is the exciting part of that purchase. Mm-hmm. So, I bet you they could have sold that omelet for fifty dollars, thirty dollars even, and it still would have been a they would have still made a a, a regular amount of profit off it. But by tripling that that number, you you attract a certain mm-hmm. type of clientele, <laughs> podcasters. <Food voices>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow, you know what's funny, Ty? We made we like spent an entire sandwich artist's daily earnings on one breakfast
0: dish, <laughs> mm. on just one ingredient that you can get at Subway, like the eggs at Subway. They look, which is really funny, that the eggs at Subway they look like actual clouds in comparison. This looked like a wet burrito. The when I imagine the shape of the Subway scrambled egg, do you think? What do you think of? I think of like, like a like a mollusk almost. You know, some sort of like organically growing, very firm, very hard, like like a like a like a like a diamond, like like a a gemstone. I don't really know. You know what I mean? The way it grows.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get it. I, I was picturing more of like a moss, you know what I mean? On the mm. side of like a derelict tree, something like that.
0: Yeah. Or it's like, yeah, it's it fungal. looks fungal.
1: It's fungal. Yeah. It's growing <laughs> and it's, it has a life of its own.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 Shit. Do the eggs, yeah. that's how we we're growing. They don't ever have to buy <laughs> any
1: because it's just constantly reproducing.
0: <laughs> yeah, they just take their, their bread knife and cut a little off and put it in your foot long.
1: It's like when you're growing your own herbs at home. You just give it a snip when you're cooking up a steak or something, and then mm-hmm. you're good after that. Damn, infinite rosemary.
0: Yeah. yeah dude, infinite totally rosemary different a game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it also makes me think, Ty, like, do you think there's a, a Wagyu style play happening here? Like in the Jap Japanese uh, Wagyu, for example, they have to like treat the cows a certain way. Like there's standards for you know, what kind of food they're taking in. Like, I think they get massages, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It just kind of moves moves the fat around, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So my question is, do you think these chickens were getting sucked off Wagyu style?
0: Oh, yeah, it's true. Those back, Going back to like your Epstein Island uh, <laughs> kind of reference here, like these chickens probably lived a life very different than your normal chicken to stimulate the growth that they needed to produce eggs like that. Mm -hmm. It's like a
1: stress-free chicken will probably produce a better egg than one that is, I don't know, in a one foot by one foot metal cage that's being thrown around a warehouse,
0: you know? (laughs) Yeah, totally. So, wow. What what makes a chicken happy besides just getting like topped up (laughs) by a little little (laughs) chicken vacuum or whatever? I don't even know how to pleasure a chicken. I've never thought about it. Don't I don't even know if it's possible. Can they even like birds? How do birds even mate? It doesn't doesn't make sense.
1: I think birds mate the same way all animals do, and that's doggy style. (laughs) Have you ever seen an animal do any other sex position? They all do. This should just be called animal style. Shout out in and out. (laughs)
0: Yeah, dude, that's a good point, actually. It's always the same move. They, animals only have one move when they mate, you know. Humans humans have like built a whole like hieroglyphic like dance of shapes mm-hmm. and forms. Absolutely, the the
1: Karma Sutra. Mm-hmm. But I think like dolphins are probably the only other animal that have sex for pleasure, like dolphins and humans. So do dolphins do that. I would one would assume if that's what I said is true, then yes. <laughs>
0: Wait. So, wait. <laughs> <laughs> is this true? It seems like an yeah. oddly specific fact to share and then immediately retract.
1: <laughs> I didn't retract it. I'm 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 standing on business
0: right now. Dolphins
1: <laughs>
0: One would assume if it's true.
1: I'm I'm hitting yeah. the craziest yeah. Google search right now on on my work laptop. Nice new research. Okay, this is from 2020. 2022, sorry. New research confirms that, that the animals do experience pleasure when having sex due to, to their large clitorises. <laughs> Damn. Oh, wow. They got the gumball clit. Damn. Crazy.
0: Wait. So, with the dolphins, if you're underwater, could you have a WAP? Because you're already wet on the outside, too. How does that work? Yeah, good
1: question. A WAD, maybe? Wet ass dolphin? Yeah, a WAD. <laughs>
0: They're always wet. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Dude, a dolphin, the outside of a dolphin is the same texture and kind of like viscosity as the omelette we ate. Like if I imagine a dolphin and I imagine this, the the omelette we ate, they kind of have the same skin. (laughs) Just kind of blubbery, but like
1: smooth as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. And I imagine like when we sliced open our omelette tie. Like, the outer edge was obviously the membrane holding the entire operation together. Mm -hmm. But when I sliced it open inside, as the two flaps kind of pulled apart, you could see a very nice, soft kind of style scramble inside. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Perfectly scrambled, dude. Absolutely perfect. So, yeah, I imagine it's the same thing when you slice open a dolphin. You know what I mean? The inside is just kind of (laughs) like, just look wet.
0: Yeah, actually it's probably the same texture. That is so weird. That is weird, <laughs> but I can tell you're really thinking about it. <laughs> and I I think you're right though. That's that's so it's so messed up about it. <laughs> that's so messed up, dude. <laughs> wow.
1: So, where do we go from here, Ty? Do we um ever order that
0: again? I think it was <laughs> worth the money and only because no food has lived rent free or I, actually I paid a premium for this thought, but <laughs> um, yeah. no food has lived in my mind this long after eating it.
1: Mm, yeah. I mean, it's only day one post post omelet. So we need to check back in like six months from now and and decide like, what's the best egg you ever had? And there's no way you were ever going to have a better egg than that. Like, I just don't, I don't see it happening. So.
0: Yeah, um, it, it, we're kind of in a who's eating who situation now, Eric, because mm-hmm. this omelet has eaten up all of my thoughts. <laughs> what came first, the podcast host or the egg? Yeah, so I, I think I think I'm going to have to go. I'm a, I'm a glutton for <laughs> pun, pun eggment, and I'll be coming back for more. Mm hmm.
1: But this is a great tie. I think mean, you should make a habit out of trying like some ridiculous food items, like ridiculously expensive or like rare or popular, whatever, and then making a whole episode about it. Because I think mm-hmm. this is talking about this, like this shared experience that we had yesterday is actually just like p- perfect content in my eyes
0: yeah totally i understand why we have allegiance now for men to share the experience (laughs) come together for a shared experience that they they, they went through
1: we came back from battle and we were like satiated (laughs) and just happy to talk about it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but man that Tanto, that place has glowed up so hard in the last like year or two that it's like a different place it's like it's like when your friend gets mm-hmm. rich or something, and you're just like you just look at them differently. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. before I used to I used to go there like all the time and just walk straight in, sit at the bar, order a few drinks, and it was no problem. But now it's like you got to, you know, hit on the door guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, it is weird. They they rose to the occasion. They said we're going to continue to raise the bar for what we do, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about the unhouse person bars on the front door it's more of a professional bar that is true i think the last time we went there together
1: we were being chased by unhoused and we had sought refuge inside the michelin star restaurant <laughs> <laughs> and Damn. uh we, we like ran up the steps and then we looked back and it was almost like a invisible barrier that like the homeless person couldn't cross they were like i just yeah. know i can't step foot in here i can't <laughs> was, go in there
0: yeah, what a weird moment of privilege to like enter a safe space like that.
1: Yeah. We we like ran up the steps like all like sweaty and out of breath and we're like we we need a table for four stat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we can't go back out there. It's not safe. Yeah. If we go don't
1: don't send us back out there. We'll die. <laughs> we have to
0: yeah. eat here. <laughs> wow. What a time. What an incredible place.
1: An incredible cool. journey with you, Eric. Absolutely. One other thing that I thought was so impressive, Ty, and just like validates th- why they have a Michelin star or recommendation. One of the two. A star. A star. My apologies. Respectfully. They have a star, tie, and it's for good reason. When the four of us got the bill, it was perfectly split based on what everyone had eaten. Not what any- anyone had ordered, but what they had actually eaten. And mm-hmm. it was like... The most impressive thing I've ever seen because we never specified how we wanted it split. We just said, like, yeah, we'll grab the bill now. And he came by, put the omelet between you and I, which is how we had divided that up. Uh, everyone had their own drink. We had some appies that weren't vegetarian. And so we excluded you from those. And then had split some other things with our other friends. So it was like to the T exactly what I had put in my mouth. While I was paying for It was mm-hmm. really impressive you didn't even have to open your mouth to get that split. That's the incredible thing. Yeah, I didn't even have to say a, a single word. All I did was no. beep, tap the Amex, it's, and that was
0: it. It's almost like after he'd drop off the dishes, he'd lurk in the corner and, corner and watch every bite we took, making notes for the bill.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like uh, at Subway when you like sit down with your sandwich and then they're looking at you from their office being like is he gonna leave yet
0: (laughs) yeah they just like sulk on a cardboard box and like half look at their phone and half give you a death glare like we want to (laughs) close up shop here Exactly.
1: (laughs) oh man but yeah very very impressive i wish we had stayed for dessert but we had additional plans we had a second dinner to go to each Mm -hmm. so if it was up to me ty i would have canceled your dinner and my dinner and we would have stayed there longer but is what it is we'll have to go back Mm -hmm. it's just temptation for next time exactly you you always got to leave a little earlier than you want to so they have a reason to go back you know what i mean Mm -hmm.
0: yeah totally that's why i only ever eat 11 inches of my footlong
1: (laughs) it's actually a smart move to throw out the last couple of inches
0: because then you won't hate yourself yeah dude when i got my footlong for dinner the other night you know how I always let out one big cough after
1: I eat? Oh, me and the breadheads are familiar. Yeah.
0: <coughs> my entire walk home, the uh, walk of shame, which is about six, seven minutes, I was coughing nonstop the entire walk, Eric. It just, I couldn't get this demon out of my gut.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. You need an exorcist. Something mm-hmm. that just really, I, like, set you straight.
0: I really did, so... I, 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 maybe I should skip that last bite. I think that's the one that really does me in, you know, the last nail in the coffin. It's the most mm-hmm. sauced out bite, so. Yeah.
1: No one needs that much food, I'll be honest. I'm 12 inches of anything, mm-hmm. unless it's a hot dog. I'll take that. I'll take that.
0: Yeah. Hot dogs could be infinite length because they're not real food. They're just for fun. Exactly. It's just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> hold, hold the bun. I'll take the dog. Dude, I've never eaten a hot dog to be full. I've only eaten them because it just felt like a fun thing to do. I actually 100% agree with you. Like
1: at a stadium, I'm always down for a dog, no matter what meal I had Mm -hmm. before or I'm going to have after. Like, yes, I'm down for a hot dog. Yeah,
0: for sure. Stadiums, barbecues, camping. There's only a few birthday parties in a park. There's a few places you like eat a hot dog and. You're never hungry. They're IKEA. only because, Ikea, you're participating in like the ritual <laughs> of the hot dog consumption has been integrated into the act. It's just for mm-hmm. fun.
1: It really is. And that's like, it's like the same category as ice cream. Wait, is a hot dog a dessert if it's purely for fun?
0: <laughs> yeah, it probably is. It's closer <laughs> to the dessert than the sandwich. Like ketchup's so sweet. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. Relish and ketchup are both sweet ingredients that you just top, top mm-hmm. off your... Uh, Hot dog with,
0: yeah. Well, speaking of Brilliant. getting topped off, Eric, I think it's time to end this episode.
1: It is, breadheads. Thanks for indulging with us, and mm-hmm. yeah, we've, we we had to do forty six minutes tired or else the omelet wouldn't be worth it. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're welcome, breadheads, for that.
0: Yeah, dollar for dollar, I felt like it was uh, an investment in ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: okay, breadheads, thanks for listening. We'll chat to you on Tuesday. Ciao.